What's up, guys? It's uh, Wes and Andy back once again for the Fandom Power Podcast. Welcome to episode number four, four, five, four, four. four. I don't random know. Random fandom. <laughs> the fourth episode of uh, Random Fandom here on uh, Tuesday night. It's uh, February 28th. It's the end of the month. Man. Spring's around the corner. Spring is right around the corner. Uh, mind you, we just had another small dumping of snow. But True. And there's more bad. on the way, but. Guys, if this is your first time with us, welcome to the show. Uh, this is a, a 100% audience participation show. You can uh, hit us up in the comments, whether you're watching on YouTube or over on our Facebook page. Uh, check out the uh, embedded WhatsApp link. You can uh, call in the show. We've tested the tech and it is working tonight, unlike <laughs> what, previous a, episodes. a couple of weeks ago. Andy, you got some stuff lined up for us this week, I noticed. Uh, before we get to that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time we uh, hit up another random fandom trivia question. Yeah, let's do that. All right. At War with the Mystics, The Soft Bulletin, and Embryonic are all albums by which U.S. rock band? I don't think I heard anything you said. Can you <laughs> read that again? At War with the Mystics, okay. The Soft Bulletin, okay. and Embryonic <sighs> are all albums by which U.S. rock band? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm stumped on that one. They're a fairly obscure band. When you say obscure, how obscure are we talking? Uh, if you know them, you know them. Like contemporary? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. All right. I, I'm i completely at a loss. Fair enough. The Flaming Lips. Oh, wow. You know what's funny? I've seen The Flaming Lips and I didn't know that. <laughs> Oops. Listen, guys, we're going to do something a little bit different tonight. We got a special guest lined up. And yeah, so uh, this is kind of exciting for us because, hey, it's the first time uh, it's really happened where mm -hmm. someone has said, hey, uh, I got a thing going on and I think it fits in line with your show. And it's a pretty neat thing, too. Love to come on and talk about it. So uh, guys, hailing from uh, Brooklyn, New York, our guest tonight is an independent film director, writer, producer, and sometimes actor. He has a love for a lot of the same things that we love here at Fandom Power, including coffee and Weird Al Yankovic. He's the host of Good Magical Morning, a weekly entertainment magazine show on his very own streaming service, Pure Magic Pictures. His latest project is the feature film Sky Hoshi Anime Girl, a story about what happens when an anime character falls out of her poster into the real world and her quest to get home. Sky Hoshi Anime Girl releases April 21st exclusively on puremagicpictures.com. Please welcome to the show, Kalani Hubbard. Kalani, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's going to be a lot no. of fun. Thank you for finding us and making us more <laughs> legit. <laughs> love it. Love it. It's awesome. Uh, I so, love how you threw Weird Al in there. You know, you got to love Weird Al. <laughs> uh, so the, the biggest Weird Al fan I know is uh, right over really? there. I have I, I have been to two Weird Al concerts. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I have been to glorious. zero. Was one of them the intimate setting? It was. It was excellent. excellent. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm a huge. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of Al's parody work, uh, but I'm also a fan of of Al as an actor. Um, as a huge like '80s as an '80s kid, as a huge Transformer fan, I try to make the trek uh, as often as I can to the the big. Uh, Transformer convention TFCon and every time you go into the convention they they ask you what guests would you like us to try and get and every year I always put down Weird Al uh, not only <laughs> because it. he contributed a song to the 86 film 
but he got to do a voice in uh, the 2000 oh my gosh what year transformers animated whatever year that oh, came out God, I so many of them yeah 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 That's he also great. did a voice on my little pony oh did he he did i didn't know that oh, what a guy. Sandwich. i mean I, I seriously uhf is one of the best movies ever yeah i so just good. recently rewatched it again and it's it, still it's so it holds good. up i think it's better i think it's better now and maybe it's because i'm older and you appreciate I, the uhf i really stations. do yes i do i do <laughs> Checking in with the yeah. comments tonight. Fairy fan says, uh, "Yes, I love Weird Al. We uh, all I gotta love, love it. Weird Al." It's Listen, awesome. well, thanks uh, for having me, man. I'm, I'm no, excited to be here. <laughs> I am super, super happy that uh, you wanted to come and hang out with us. I know there was some coordination issues uh, between emailing between your wife and then tying you into the email chain, but here we are. It <laughs> is here. happening. It. So, uh, for those of you who are uh, watching live tonight, welcome. And for those of you who are uh, catching us in the replay. You need to invent time travel. Hurry up. <laughs> Speaking of time, uh, I got invited to do, uh, uh, I'll be doing a show uh, with some friends of ours. Adam from uh, Go Figure, who was our guest two weeks ago, uh, invited me to a show next Tuesday morning. Uh, but in order to catch that, you got to be early because it's going live at 6 a.m. Eastern. I don't know if I'll be up there. Definitely. Well, I, I, I'm a guest, so I have I'll, to I'll catch the replay until I get time. There you go. So listen, um, you're a young guy and you are a filmmaker and I am enamored with the filmmaking process. Having spent a, a, an adult lifetime working conventional jobs. Um, how do you become a filmmaker? Like is film <laughs> your full-time thing? It is. Yes. That's my full-time gig these days. Um, I'm envious. <laughs> well, I am envious. Depending depending on how you how you spin it i spend more than a full-time job worth of time filmmaking sure. uh but i also do commercials and stuff on the side every now and then when oh wow. okay that's good <laughs> so you know you you got to do a little bit of everything these days but uh yes um both the my main focus is filmmaking yeah <laughs> right so that yeah. was sort of the that was the career path right from the get-go you were going to be involved in in uh uh the entertainment world some way somehow Mm -hmm. yeah i mean from always i've always been a big fan of just storytelling uh it's just something yeah. i really love to do and um i would i started out back in the day with my dad's old video camera a little like tape camera you know sure filming home movies and editing it with a v vh like a vcr uh yeah. and like hitting record and doing weird stuff to edit stuff together um <laughs> rca amazing. cables and all you know yes. back in those days um yeah and then uh just always loved storytelling always had fun doing stuff making people laugh uh sure. and um yeah i switched to doing like corporate stuff and you know i've done lots of commercials and everything and uh short films with friends and worked my way all the way here and now i uh now we're making future films and releasing them on pure magic pictures which is right, a right. streaming streaming platform that me and my wife created where we have all indie movies and shows that we've created all in one place right. to watch so yeah pretty exciting does, does the term starving artist is it a real thing like have you experienced that <laughs> it it is feast and famine <laughs> that's, okay that's, that's fair. what we like to say it's that's like we totally have a job fair. it's a feast oh that's uh, yeah. that's a little yeah, bit yeah. between jobs well uh, <laughs> you know but uh it it's all part of it you know it's uh you, you don't do it for the money you do it because you love sure. it and that's why well, we're here so exactly i mean on a on a much smaller scale that's kind of what we're we've experienced 
when we launched as a podcast, we were just a, a purely uh, a audio podcast. But like, as soon as you make that leap into video, you suddenly you suddenly become much more aware of the the process. And certainly, our process is is probably a little bit different than making a film. But there is some cross pollination there where you're like, oh my god, suddenly I'm now I'm, I'm not just the face of the thing anymore. I'm now the the editor, the writer. Uh, all mm-hmm. the hats that that you are currently wearing. Yeah. One thing I always and, say. So I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh no, I just yeah. I, I totally. I feel you. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of work. It's uh, it's not just you know. Oh, you press a button and there's a you know a video or a movie. It's oh, um, it's a lot of a lot of stuff. It takes it takes a lot of a lot of time and um yeah on Sky Hoshi I. I wore a lot of hats, you know, I was the, I was cinematographer. So I, I filmed right. the whole thing and um, also I wrote it and directed it. And um, now I edited it and now I'm doing some visual effects. So it's like, there's a lot, I right. wear a lot of hats, you know, when you're doing indie yeah, stuff, uh, you gotta wear, wear all the hats, you know, but uh, it's fun. I, I always <laughs> say to people, uh, you know, people who are considering getting into sort of the, the idea of being a content creator, I always say, never let the gear get in the way of being creative. And mm-hmm. I have to imagine that as a filmmaker, that kind of is, that's a similar sort of sentiment. Like there's always going to be a reason why you can't do something, but you know, mm-hmm. if you don't do it, you, you never will. At right. the same, at the same time though, like you could throw a lot of money into something, especially what we do and nobody will ever notice it. But when it comes to a feature film, suddenly budgets become a much more tangible thing because it's noticeable in the finished project. Mm-hmm. How do you handle, how do you handle the budget constraint of an independent film? Like who's financing this stuff? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I mean, we say uh, constraints breeds creativity and knowing yeah. what you have um, and saying, okay, here's what I have to work with. Let's, let's make something with these these things uh and that always creates something unique that you would have never if you had all the resources in the world you would have never thought of that because (laughs) you know it's just all the constraints that you have points you to this direction and then you're able to actually uh make something unique and in a lot of a lot of ways better um than it would have been if you could have just came up with anything so um yeah that's kind of what we're doing i mean we're just taking taking the uh, the small budgets that we have and the resources around us and saying, let's make something right. really cool with this. And so that's what we did with Sky Hoshi. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we, we had a, uh, we were able to get a connection to um, the anime NYC conference, uh, which okay. is like the big, the big, the big one uh, for anime, anime sure. con. And so we were like, okay, we have, you know, this amazing anime conference. I was watching yeah. a lot of anime and I'm like, okay, well, I'm inspired with anime stuff. And, um, you know, and we, we, I have this uh, comic book store that I'm, that I, we've kind of become friends with. Okay, here are like these puzzle pieces. Right. Um, and I have this idea that I think is kind of cool. Okay, cool. Let's make a movie with this. And so we were able to go and film Skyhoshi Anime Girl at, anime nyc powered by crunchyroll oh, wow. uh and it was like it was very very cool to show up to anime nyc with like uh, a really nice camera and our character you know right. um sky hoshi um which olivia showed up that was day one of filming and we were at the conference with like all these different you know cosplay and like these big sets and stuff and we're like oh this is so cool and people were coming up to our uh to olivia who plays sky and they're like oh what sure, sure. what 
what character are you? And she's yeah. like, I'm Sky Hoshi, actually. I'm an original um, character. <laughs> I'm an original character, yeah. So people were pretty excited and um, it was really cool to see uh, like the anime community so excited about yeah. it um, and kind of accept it. They're like, oh, this is so cool. So that was really validating for us uh, filming. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. So anyways, answer your question. It, it Weirdly, it's a blessing, you know, to be right. like, okay, here are constraints and let's get creative. And I think it pushes me as a writer director to write yeah. something and make uh, the most compelling story that I possibly can out of the things that we have uh, in front of us. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, one of those things that you had in front of you, you mentioned on your socials, uh, the entire film was shot on one certain lens. Which yeah, so, some excellent results I hear. Yes, absolutely. So Ingenue uh, is a really, really nice lens company. Um, the lens that we use is an anamorphic lens, and it's from the company Ingenue. And the lens was used on movies like, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm spacing on the Star Trek. Thank you. Uh, okay. Star Trek um you know a star is born like a lot of like really big hollywood movies use these lenses and so um one of we sent an email to ingenue and they just so happened to know my work uh and so they're like oh actually we'll we'll lend you this lens if you want to amazing shoot this movie on it and we're like oh my god this is amazing so we were able to use this lens to shoot the whole movie and uh we shot the entire feature on one lens and it looks it looks glorious. It's just beautiful. So um, the imagery awesome. is, is next level. I'm really excited about that as well. So that's awesome yeah. that you know people uh, are supportive of your work and want you to be successful. That oh sure here have a lens. Yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, those things ain't cheap. Uh, so it was very cool to be able to shoot right. our film on something so amazing and and really elevated the imagery for sure. And so it, it has a very sure. particular look. And uh, a look that I've always like dreamed of. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, yeah, yeah. we're using it. It's cool. So yeah, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty awesome. We have this, uh, we have the, there's a, this very famous Canadian musician up here is, is like super, super famous, uh, Kim Mitchell. And there was a time when Kim Mitchell was, not only was he this uber popular Canadian rock and roll artist, but he was also a DJ for a major uh, market uh, rock and roll radio station. Now he used to do a thing. He used to do this thing called "Damn, I wish I wrote that." Where he would he would pick a <laughs> song, awesome. he would pick a song that, and he would play it, and he would talk about why he wished that he had written that song. So my question for <laughs> yeah. you is: If there is there a movie that you wish you had written? Back to the Future, hands down, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah, really. I mean, he doesn't want to have uh, that. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Back to the Future. Uh, close second would be Goonies. <laughs> nice. Oh, two, two favorites. Oh, yes. Man. Um, I always say. Uh, recently, somebody asked me, you know, what are your movie inspirations? And um, I always, literally, I always watch before I make any movie. There's two movies I watch every single time just to get inspired. I watch yeah. Back to the Future, and I watch The Goonies every time. And those oh, two man. movies are just like perfect movies in every way to me. Just the storytelling, the tone, just the aesthetic, everything. Um, those movies are what I aspire to be. And so I watch them every single time I, I make a movie. So hopefully there'll be a hint, a hint of that inspiration in Sky Hoshi. Um, hopefully you'll be able to see a little bit. <laughs> so so just, just as an aside, both of those movies 
they keep coming around, uh, especially in the last, you know, five or so years, they keep mm -hmm. coming up back to the future. Obviously, uh, there's, there's that, uh, it's not a fake trailer, but it's yeah, a, it's a, a marketing. Fake, yeah. Uh, for another back to the future film. Uh, and Sean Astin, among others of the Goonies cast has said, you know, they're, you know, maybe it's time for another one. Maybe. Uh, oh, I, I would go crazy. <laughs> oh man. That would be yeah, great. Good as they were. I, I'm, I'm so nervous. It's like it's perfect now. Don't wreck it. Don't mess with it. Yeah. yeah I, don't. Don't. Yeah. Don't mess with it. Yeah. We <laughs> we sure. live in this world of I mean reboots and reimaginings. They're they're not new. It's not a yeah. new thing. This yeah. has been going on for a long time. But I mean, those two movies stand out to me as ones that are, dare I say, sacred. Leave it alone. <laughs> yes. Some things are best just you know left alone. Just rewatch it as is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So listen, um, as someone who does independent film as well as uh, you'd said you did commercials as well, have you ever thought about trying to uh, or would you consider wanting to do a movie for one of the studios? Is that something that's, that's on your radar? It's not necessarily something I'm like gunning for being like hey hire right, me but right, um right. you know if, if the opportunity came i i would i would totally do it i mean oh, being able to play with the big cameras and the big toys and crazy big things uh, yeah, yeah of course nice. you know more explosions i mean I, who could say no <laughs> all right we're gonna i want to i want to take a few minutes or a couple minutes here and i want to shift gears because um we have we have the teaser trailer and uh yes we, we we're gonna show it before we do that I want to circle back to Weird Al for a second. Always. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Weird Al song? My favorite Weird Al song is Albuquerque, which is ridiculously long and complicated, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of a like Weird Al said that he he made that song to kind of troll his fans, sure. but then his fans literally learned all the words to the song, and right. now it's just like this epic like 20 minute long song or however long it is sure, and i sure. just love it it's hilarious and it's great and um that's weirdly my favorite weird Al song <laughs> okay well, and that's awesome so we've yeah. we've got the trailer i'm gonna show the trailer and then uh when we come back around to it maybe you can sort of walk us through uh what we're looking at love to right, yeah. hang on okay. here we're gonna we're gonna fire this up here let's get the uh this is it this is the uh, fandom power uh, debut of the uh, sky hoshi anime girl uh, yes. teaser trailer here we go. Wish Sky Hoshi was real. She'd probably be all nice and that she'd have ramen with me. Hold it right there. Where the hell did you even come from? Sky Hoshi, the anime character, has just disappeared from the anime. What? This is insane. We've got to get you back to the anime. That is a customer that you just zapped. Oh man, sorry. All right, Sky Hoshi, anime girl. That was the teaser. There I it is. Her, I love her her expression at the end. Sorry, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Olivia killed it. I'm I, seriously, 
um, she took the character that I wrote and just elevated it and made it just just amazing. I'm just so grateful for her and her her yeah. performance. Um, and yeah, there's so many amazing moments like that, which is like, oh, sorry. Or there's um there's a moment where she eats ramen, and right. it is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie because she basically takes it's her first time eating uh, food in real life, Re real food. Uh, real food and she takes uh the ramen and she takes the entire thing and shoves it in her mouth in like one bite <laughs> and we we only had to do one take of it and we used the first take in the movie it was just like flawlessly outrageous it's it's perfect so uh, oh, lots of awesome. hilarious ramen eating and yeah she did great um but yeah i'm i'm very happy with the teaser i, I think it's really, really fun and kind of shows you what the movie is so far. <laughs> well, you should be. Um, one of the things, oh, we got a, we got a very nice comment here. We've got uh, uh, Nerdy Nerd says, wow, that teaser for Sky Hoshi looks so good. I can't wait to watch it. Yes, uh, thanks, Nerdy Nerd. <laughs> follow up, very fantastic sick teaser. I need this in my life. You oh, don't, much, yes. uh, don't have long to wait. April 21st? Yes. April 21st. And I would like to say we are doing something completely different this time around, which I'm extremely excited about. We are doing a live streaming premiere. It's a digital event. Oh, so you wow. can actually buy a ticket to our digital movie theater. And cool. you can watch the movie with me and the other cast of the movie. And we're going to be doing a little special stuff before the movie. Then we'll be watching the movie together. And then afterwards, we'll do a live Q&A. And you can like write oh, to us. And we'll be interacting. That's it's going to awesome. be super, super cool. And it, it does have a couple different things. If you get a ticket, you'll actually get um, a copy of the movie included so it's like you buy uh, a ticket to a movie screening and then at the end you actually own the movie which is pretty cool oh, that's so, that's awesome oh, um nice. yeah anyway so skyhoshi.com do it it's gonna be really really fun <laughs> of course all the links for uh for both sky hoshi for the uh the, the uh, promo site as well as uh, pure magic pictures are in the description of tonight's live stream uh, so you'll have that available to you as well during the trailer there's there's a there's a scene in the trailer where and I and I only know this because I went and I kind of I looked at the Pure Magic website and I wanted to make sure I knew kind of what was going on there. Mm -hmm. Um, your morning show is in the movie, <laughs> it is, <laughs> yes. What is up with that? Because now I'm okay. like, whoa, whoa, wait, is this a big is this a meta call out? Like, or is this is this the do I call this the Kalani verse? What is this? So okay, yes, yes. I'm glad you. I'm glad you noticed. Um, so, the we call it the Pure Magic Universe. Uh, right. Is what we have, and so our movies take place in the same world. Oh, that's um, awesome! And uh, you know, in that world, they you know the news show that all the people watch is Pure Magic. Or I'm sorry, is a uh, Good Magical Morning. Um, right. And so, so that is the news show that they watch. Um, I love it. Across, you know, all of our, uh, all of our movies. So that's, that's part of it, but it does get very meta because, you know, you can, uh, you, it's an actual show, you know, we, right. we do an actual, you know, geek, geek news show called Good Magical Morning. But, um, so I in have no the movie, idea what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, in the movie, they actually, uh, watch Good Magical Morning in the movie and then later she may or may not actually uh meet us in person so it gets, so it gets a little meta <laughs> that means 
You're going to have to get a ticket to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be so good. Yeah, but so it's, good. it is very cool. We, we kind of tied it in with this show and um, it, it, it seemed very natural because we're, you know, we're always reporting on stuff. We're like, oh, yeah, you know, One Piece, Netflix adaptation and, you know, right. oh, this and that. So we're always talking about, you know, anime news or Nintendo, yeah. video games, whatever. Yeah. So it just seemed natural to if something crazy happened in the anime world, I mean, Good Magical Morning is going to report on it. Of course they would. <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense. So, uh, but yeah, it was just kind of fun um, to, to do that. So, yes. Uh, that is the scene. She shoves ramen right in her mouth, and it's the crazy ramen scene right into her seeing Good Magical right, Morning right. for the first time. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of a lot of you meta were, fun. <laughs> you were talking earlier about being able to walk around the the convention and sort of have these questions like, "Oh, who are you supposed to be?" I'm an original character, and so that that does beg the question. As a writer, you have to know who that character is, uh, Sky Hoshi, who she is within the context of your film. Do you also have the conception for the anime from which she originates from? I do, actually. I'm very excited because... Uh, so I, I wrote the whole story of Sky Hoshi as the anime, like what the anime is, even oh, though the anime doesn't wow. exist. Um, it, the, the idea exists. Uh, exactly. Yet. <laughs> Yet. And so, um, and so as we're making the movie, we always have like the actual anime to point back to oh, um sure. and so we mentioned it and we mentioned details of the anime in the movie uh and the idea is eventually maybe we'll end up making the actual anime well, but something go. i'm very excited about is we actually are releasing sky hoshi issue number one of the manga so oh, we're wow. actually creating the manga right now and it's going to yeah. be releasing with the movie and the manga is called uh sky hoshi future punk 3001 and it's uh it's basically the anime version of her story and okay. it kind of fills in it fills in some gaps of the actual movie so you can kind of read it and experience the manga of now, her life it, in the anime <laughs> when it comes to the distribution of the manga are you going to do physical copies are you are you distributing that digitally with the film we actually have uh, physical copies that will be oh, sending out okay. yeah yeah so um, you can actually one of the things you can do on the website is you can get a uh, a, a movie ticket and it comes with the manga. Um, right. So okay, that's fantastic. Yeah, and we'll send it to you. What's but, funny yeah, is, excited about that. well, uh, Pokemon lover, what? There's a Sky Hoshi manga too. How do I get a copy? <laughs> well, now you know. Yeah. Now you know, as do we all. That's great. Andy, you had, a, you had a, some stuff prepared that I think you wanted uh, to work I do. through. Um, it's not, uh, it's more or less focusing in on uh, yourself and your producer and your characters. Um, I didn't want to monopolize the whole time. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> didn't you want you wanted to show? Did we want to go through the the press material and kind of talk about? Yeah. Oh, you uh, got some stuff. Yeah, there. this is this is somewhat. Uh, I've summed some <clears throat> of it from the press material and uh, some other whatnots. Yeah, yeah. So yourself, award winning writer and director. Uh, your feature debut was Plunder Quest, correct? Mm-hmm. That's and, correct. And uh, upcoming projects include. This one has got my interest peaked, the Squatchers. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. You're a big cryptid fan. I am. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so that um, one is due out later this year, is it? Or the Squatchers? Yes. Or is it still a yeah. ways off? Um, so the Squatchers actually was um 
it's completely written and um, mostly casted already. Uh, and we are planning on shooting it later this year sometime. So um, oh, that's very exciting. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, we have we got the Sasquatch costume and everything. We actually have um, somebody who is going to be playing Sasquatch. He's actually like a really talented creature actor. Oh, cool. I'm very excited to be working with him. Uh, and uh, Olivia, who, of, of course, plays Sky, she actually is going to be um, one of the lead characters in The Squatchers as well. So now um, it'll be fun. I, I know that New York State has a ton of wooded area, but I mean, if you ever <laughs> needed a location shoot, Ontario's not that far, and I know a couple of guys. <laughs> yes, I know a couple of hairy guys that would love to help out. Here <laughs> says, uh, "I love squatching. I can't wait for this. We all love oh, squatching." Yes. And uh, resolute rebellion says, "There you go. They do love it." Yeah, so the squatchers is kind of my take uh, on the Goonies. You know, I've talked Excellent. about Goonies. Well, I love the Goonies so much. So uh, it's um, basically if you know a, a group of friends go upstate to go Sasquatch hunting um, to fulfill a childhood dream and uh, everything goes wildly wrong. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the kind of the concept of it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of my take on the adult Goonies. Like if they all grew up and, and oh, that's were still cool. friends, you know, Very cool. so yeah. Go figure says come to Ontario and let's go. Oh, see now go yes. figure. No, is it saying exactly what I'm saying? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, but next yeah, up in the uh, press release, we have uh, Stephanie Hubbard, your wife, producer yep. of this. Uh, the greatest producer there ever was. <laughs> uh, also owner of the streaming service Pure Magic Pictures. And mm -hmm. she previously wrote and directed the punk rock romance Lily Darling, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, she's um, she is amazing. The best producer there ever was. She's such a great writer, director. Um, we have so much fun working together uh and uh i'll write a movie and she'll produce that um and then she'll write a movie and i'll produce that so it, we kind of have like this oh fun that's thing. awesome that's awesome yeah so um yeah everything we make we make together but just depends sometimes i'm producing her stuff or she's producing my stuff but uh it's a, it's definitely a lot of fun to work together and actually with uh with lily darling um i actually uh, was the composer on that one so that was a lot of fun oh, I, I, that's awesome i wrote a bunch of punk rock tunes for that movie it was, it was oh super cool. nice. <laughs> super super yeah cool. yeah uh, next up we have the lead actress for sky hoshi uh olivia rolden mm -hmm. and she yeah. also appears in your film plunder quest playing the blue maid or the blue mermaid correct <laughs> she does yeah yeah um she's amazing she's seriously one of my favorite people to work with um and super talented and uh yeah she <laughs> she was in plunder quest as the blue mermaid the slap heard around the world uh we call it it's uh it's the part of the movie where she slaps thomas waters in the face really really hard <laughs> um and it's it's one of the most iconic moments of the movie um and yeah of course she's sky hoshi herself uh right, right. and she seriously did an insanely good job like i uh, her talent is just next level. So um, I can't wait for people to see Sky Hoshi and just, she really, really just pops off screen and just, you fall in love with this character instantly. And she's, she's just so lovable and funny. And um, yeah, it's just such a great character. And then, um, yeah, Olivia is also going to be uh, the character Faye in uh, The Squatchers, uh, which is one of the leads as well. So hey. yeah, three for three. <laughs> she's, nice. she's fun to work with. Yeah. So. Um, she also has uh, an upcoming role in the TV series Three Women, I believe. 
Yeah, yeah. If I read right it. on the IMDb. Oh, did, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's killing it. She's been in a couple like TV shows, other movies as well. So it, she's really, really talented. Fun Up to work coming. with. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Hunter Cole in the role of Adam. Uh, good old Hunter. And, Love uh, this guy. American actor, singer from Long Island, New York. That's uh, our uh, that's our ramen uh, fan. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's the fellow working in the comic shop when she falls out of the poster, right? Yep, yep. That you know, is the one that makes the fateful right, wish. That's right? what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. He he plays opposite Olivia. Um, he is the other lead, and he does amazing in this movie. It's my first time working with him. Um, and man, he was just such a joy to work with. He's super funny. Um, he really brought like a quirky vibe to this character that sure. you'll really you'll really see in the movie. He has like a very quirky uh, tone to him, but it's like really lovable and funny. Um, and that was really fun to work with him. Uh, and yeah, I, I think I think he really elevated this character and and made it fun. So um, he's he's a really really talented talented actor. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess one of his episodes of the web series, The Drive-Thru Therapist, won Best mm. Comedy at Toronto's International Women Film Festival. Oh, wow. That's cool. So, nice. Yeah, accolades. That's awesome. Uh, next up, we have uh, Regina. I'm Famitigan. 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 I am Fem-a-tegan. sorry. Fem-a-tegan. sorry. Fem-a-tegan, uh, yeah. In the role of Kira. <laughs> uh, Kira, yeah. Uh, actress, well, singer, dedicated to storytelling from El Paso, Texas. And she also has upcoming films, The Ghost Light, Flower Child, and provides the voice for Angela Wong in the animated series, Zack in Time. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. Regina is great. It was my first time working with her. Um, and she's just so, so fun to work with. I, I can't wait to to get her in the next thing. Um, she's. Uh, it was funny because she plays this really mean character. <laughs> like, her character is like a super bummer all the time, uh, but you kind of love it. You know, she's kind of like mean. She's deliciously evil, you know, as we call it. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, you somehow love it. You kind of want more every time. Uh, sure. But um, it's funny because she's the nicest person you'll ever meet. She's so nice, so caring, so loving. Um, she's scary good at base. Scary good at base. <laughs> um, so yeah, she was great. And it was funny too, because she had never played a bass guitar before, but I wrote, oh. you know, a, a part for a bassist. So I actually showed her how to play bass um, and cool. she, she practiced. And so when, when we're actually, when you see her playing bass, she's actually playing the right notes. And I'm, oh, I'm really impressed awesome. because she, she, she looks as a musician, I, I buy it. You know, she you, looks like, yeah, she knows what gonna, doing. things that take you out of a movie, fake eating, fake yep. drinking, <laughs> Fake smoking, yep. fake musicianship. Yep. yep, that one drives me nuts. So it's like, as a musician, like yeah. the music has to be of correct. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, Chris Richards in the role of Mr. Mario. Ah, that would be the yes. comic shop owner. Yep, good old Chris. Uh, Chris, uh, he he is one of the funniest guys. He's so so hilarious. Um, I think he wins the award for being the most off book uh, in the in the best way. He kept on like it was so hard to edit this movie because he kept on giving me so much hilarious improv that I just did like I I'm like I can only use one of these takes 
but he said so many funny things. Which one am I, what, now what? You know, like which one do I have to choose? So um, great problem to have, really talented guy. He really elevated the comedy in this movie. Sure, sure. And uh, yeah, I think um, you're, he plays this really funny character. He's, he's a comic shop owner. Um, he, he, he's very stingy. He's a little bit like Mr. Krabs, you know, but he, uh, but he, he really uh, like has a heart for his employees too, you know, so he's got a soft side to him. Um, and he's just a really, really funny dude. So, uh, oh, I think, awesome. yeah, I think you'll like it. <laughs> yeah. I guess he's got uh, 15 previous acting credits, including pandemic trilogy and an episode of bull. Okay. And he's mm. got 10 more upcoming as well. So. Oh, wow. Lots. He's a busy lots guy. Of, yeah. Lots yeah. in the tank. Except we have uh, Chris Lovejoy in the role of Chris, the guitarist. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah. He's in the uh, pop punk band Planet Mercury Ooh. and has had roles in HBO Psy and the short Training Wheels, where he was also the composer. Oh, cool. This guy is a legend. Uh, I love this guy. He is one of the most talented musicians I've ever met. Um, and when I got his audition, I w- it was a no brainer for me. I was like, oh, my God, you are Chris for the movie and your name just so happens to be Chris. This is perfect. (laughs) Um, Yeah. He even showed up wearing a shirt with his name embroidered on it. It said, Chris, and I'm like, Uh, (laughs) he actually, he actually wears it in the movie. It's great. Uh, Um, He he was perfect for the role. I needed somebody who could obviously act, but also be a front man of front man of like an awesome rock band. And I'm like, that's kind of a tall order, you know? Um, and this guy just—it was everything. He—he he was perfect, and so um, he actually plays guitar and sings in the movie, but also on the soundtrack for the movie too, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, super fun to work with him. And uh, me and him are just still making tunes now. On the oh, side. that's awesome! <laughs> so that's awesome. Go check check out Planet Mercury, his band. It's it's very very cool, very fun band. Excellent. And last but certainly not least, here we have uh, uh Gaudio in the role of Marvin. Yes, Lewis. Uh, he's so funny. Lewis actually, he writes. I met him as uh, he came in to write for our show Good Magical Morning. Okay. Um, and Good Night Tonight, our our late night comedy show. And so he's a he's a really really great comedy writer. And uh, come to find out later, he's a really great actor. Uh, he actually puts on, um, once a month, he puts on a comedy show in New York city called oh, our bar. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, um, it's a really fun comedy show. And so I've been to it a couple of times. So if anybody in New York city, check out our bar, go watch it. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so he's super great, super hilarious. And so, uh, when I wrote the character of Marvin, he's supposed to be this, this like, uh, just super intense, like crazy guy, but he somehow knows more than everybody else and is secretly like re- actually knows all the real information. He, he's smarter than uh, us all. Um, but he's also kind of like a crazy person. And so it's, uh, he's just, he's just this really funny character. I love his character. So, um, he, his whole bit is that he's, he has a fear of time travel. Um, oh. that's his bit. So he, he purposely, he perpetually thinks that he's the past him. And at any moment, future him is going to come stop him from doing something. And so he's always he's always on edge. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, is this the thing that's going to going to tear the space time continuum? This is, is my this paradox. Yeah. Is this my, yeah. So he's he's always on edge about that. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. 
I want to circle back to uh, the, the the musical thing because you are also a, a musician, as you had alluded to. Um, mm -hmm. Man, we just talked about the number of hats you wore on this picture. So <laughs> as a musician, as you said, you did score uh, your previous film. Did you score this one? I did not score this one, but what I did do is sure. I did write a bunch of songs for this movie. And right. so it, that was kind of the... Uh, fun hybrid, I guess you could say. Um, so uh, I have a amazing composer, Victor. He is uh, doing like a really cool orchestral um, music for the movie. Um, so it has kind of like that, you know, classic Hollywood, like yeah, Back yeah. to the Future tone to it. Um, but I, it definitely it comes has, through in the teaser. Mm -hmm. Awesome, yeah, that's his music. Yeah. He, he, he's doing a great job. Um, but uh, the band is a big part of the movie. And so sure. I wrote all the music that the band plays. The and band so, um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, there's a few different scenes in the movie where the band's actually playing. And so those are the songs that I wrote for it. So I got to have a lot of fun with that. And um, and then, yeah. Uh, just, just, as, <laughs> just as a follow-up to that, as a musician, though, does that influence the way? Like, I know it's, and I don't understand the process because I've never, I've never written a film. It is a bucket list item for me, by the way. Um, ah, nice. When it comes time to put the music down to the film, do you just hand it off and go, okay, I mean, you you must have some input and being a musician yourself must influence the the decision-making process of, you know, like styles and themes and, and what you would like to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the workflow really is um, I sit down with my composer and we we talk for a long time about what we want the movie to feel like, right. what, the, what the themes are, what like the mu musical tones or the musical sounds will, are. Because we're like, well, she's, she's from an anime and the anime is set in the future. So yeah. let's get some some cool 80s synth as a part of uh, sure. her character. Yeah. So, you know, you'll hear a little bit of like 80s synth with her character, you know, so we talk about all these these nuances of the movie and then um, musical inspiration, like, okay, well, we know that we like uh, Back to the Future uh, music. We know like we, we like yeah. music from E.T. E we like, you know, these, these different pieces. So we really talk about like music, what we like, what we don't like and um, from there and then I edit the movie and then um, I put in a, a lot of times I'll put in temp music. Temp track, so it's yeah. like temp tracks just to kind of get a, a feeling. Sure. And then we'll, we'll do a spotting session basically where um, we'll watch the movie together and we'll talk about where the music needs to go and up and down and here and there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a very collaborative process. And then he goes, makes the tunes and sends it over and uh, I, I place it in and uh, usually it's uh, knocks it out of the park and oh. it, there you go. <laughs> so, well, we're yeah, literally awesome. we're literally right around the corner from uh, the big release. It's April twenty first. It's on uh, Pure Magic, uh, PureMagicPictures.com. You had yep. uh, talked b before the show about uh, potentially uh, other distribution for the film, maybe. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Um, right now, we're trying something super new, which we're excited about. Uh, if you go to SkyHoshi.com, right? Uh, S K Y E h-o-s-h-i sky hoshi um we're doing uh the digital premiere so that's that's, that's cool. the new thing that we're trying this time around okay, that's um, awesome and so it'll we'll have different show times and we'll be there for each one and it, i think that's going to be a really really cool experience so that's kind of the big thing we're focusing on right now and then of course once the premiere is over 
um, a few weeks afterwards, the movie releases on Pure Magic Pictures. And so oh, you can um, you can do like a subscription so you can watch everything on our platform. Right. Or if you're like, you know, I just want to watch Skyhoshi only, you can buy or rent Skyhoshi as well. So, um, okay. you know, whatever works. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that <laughs> sounds like it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, yeah. I, there's part of me that wants to sit down and have an entire conversation about how does somebody start a streaming service because that just fascinates <laughs> me to no end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I am sure it is. I am absolutely yeah. sure of that. Man, this has been uh, an awesome conversation. I really appreciate you wanting to come and hang out with us. The other follow-up yeah. question. Oh, yeah, yeah, bye. Uh, any chance that you're going to maybe shop it around to, like, film festivals or, say, like, uh, uh, an anime convention premiere? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I would love to um, premiere it at, like, a... You do a do a showing at an anime convention. That'd be a lot of fun. We do have um, a, a huge anime yeah, convention, anime North. anime North. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I'll have to Toronto, look into that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, maybe we'll we'll see. Maybe we'll see if uh, we can do an anime convention or two. <laughs> that'd be cool. Well, we're um, we're totally happy to support uh, to support the film and to support your work as well. Just as you found us and are supporting us just by being here. So yeah, really, really happy you. to. Uh, to be able to have this opportunity to sit down and talk with you. I, I don't know. Did you, did you have anything else, Andy? Um, I'm now in waiting mode. <laughs> yeah. I know <laughs> we're all waiting. We're, we're all for, waiting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for this movie to come out. It's uh, I, we're, I'm doing the final finishing touches on the edit right now. And then, Great. Uh, and it's go time. So I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, well, listen, definitely. Uh, it's definitely pushed me in so many different creative ways uh in new ways and um yeah i'm just i'm excited i think this is the best thing i've done in my career oh, so far awesome. so that's I'm awesome. excited to do a debut it to the world <laughs> cool so i mean why don't we take one more look at the at the teaser before we shift gears here now now kalani you are not obligated to but um when we when we have some other things to talk about did you want to stick around and hang out for a little while I got a little more time. I'd love yeah, to stick okay. around for a little bit. Well, listen, yeah. let's run let's run the trailer one more time so uh, anybody who's joining late can get a look at that now. It's uh, Sky Hoshi Anime Girl. It premieres uh, April 21st on uh, puremagicpictures.com. And uh, let's have a look at that trailer one more time. Yep. Wish Sky Hoshi was real. She'd probably be all nice and that she'd have ramen with me. the anime character has just disappeared from the anime. What? This is insane. I've got to get you back to the anime. That is a customer that you just zapped. Oh man, sorry. gonna be so good i can't stop talking <laughs> with that reaction oh sorry <laughs> oh, i love it oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> so so good. Let's, um, we'll change gears here for a second uh let's uh dip into some headlines andy what, yeah, oh you want to okay here we go let's pokemon lover dang loving this trailer i want more <laughs> yeah, love I it. Long to wait. i don't have long to wait yeah 
but uh, there is some other new stuff. Uh, Sideshow Collectibles oh. unveiled a new line of uh, I, I do like toy premium news. format uh, statues for Vox Machina. Oh come on! So uh, Eric's going to be all over those. Uh, <laughs> Kalani, are you a Vox Machina fan? No, I'm I'm uh, I'm out the loop over here. Oh uh, wow! It's an Amazon Prime exclusive series. Okay. Uh, they just finished season two. <laughs> season two. This actually spun out of a. Uh, believe it or not, these uh, the folks that uh, do this show. They're a bunch of uh, famous voice actors. So Matthew Mercer and mm. a bunch of his friends that get together. This spawned out of their Dungeons and Dragons uh, tabletop uh. game. Uh, they set out to make. They set out to do a Kickstarter for a single twenty-two minute episode. Uh, it went down last year or the year before as the most successful film Kickstarter of all time. Uh, they overshot their Kickstarter to make a full 10 episode season. Uh, and mm. then Amazon prime uh, picked it up for uh, its successive seasons. But now here we are with these mm-hmm. premium format uh, statues. But the the kicker was they had uh, the voices from critical role. They came on and did the reveal of the statues of their characters. So they're sitting there getting to see them first. And <laughs> That's awesome. You hear the actor voicing going on behind and it's just super neat we'll have the link below for uh, that post okay. later as well i've only played a few campaigns but i do have a uh D character he oh, is a ranger nice. i'm nice. a ranger who hates the outdoors <laughs> oh that's okay that's a tough one to act that is a tough one i do it's like fun. that though uh, as a uh, and I, we can totally spin off into D for a minute yeah, as a as a huge D fan for most of my life there there are other ranger archetypes like everybody thinks of ranger as in like strider and and uh, aragorn but like yeah what about the guy who lives in the urban sprawl what about the urban ranger <laughs> hey, there you, go. you know what i mean like the guy who's chuck not norris not yeah, chuck norris not comfortable in the woods but is fine in the city right yeah there you go different way to think yeah. about it yeah that's funny uh oh wait a minute now that oh you've got some convention news i do well. have, there was a couple of different conventions this past weekend uh fairly close to here small uh, one anyway yeah uh the oshawa comic con was on saturday oh right right put on by uh, pop culture canada pop culture canada i didn't manage to get down there but i didn't get any photos from it so uh that's okay how was it i was good uh good turnout of people good mixing of people uh nice to see yeah you know the community coming together like that um and i mean the pop culture canada shows are a little bit uh, they're they're a little different in that they tend to be a bit smaller and a little more intimate yeah um mm. and they're they're all charitable they're all, yeah they're, they're all charitable yeah. donations for whatever local food bank and whatever yeah. city they're at yeah exactly so, oh that's cool yeah it's a it's a cool way to get out and and get to experience that without without having to you know dump a bunch of money yeah go for like a full weekend in toronto or whatever right right uh, i did get some shots from the peterborough one oh right uh, where they had uh much closer to us yeah uh lots to see there. professional cosplayer uh, victoria budding was in attendance as batwoman that's a great costume it is i guess she made it herself uh aren't the best cosplays yeah there you go um there was lots of vendors there like the sage bunny with uh, original artwork, stickers, and more. Uh, L.A. Nuami from Zelfa Comics and Collectibles oh, okay, was also cool. there. Is this uh, the fellow that drove up from Michigan? Uh, I believe he was down in Michigan for a convention and drove oh, back up. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's from the Mississauga area. Okay. So, But making the rounds anyway with uh, his original drive. artwork and books. 
That is a long time. Um, Lots of uh, comic book and minifig and even Funko Pop vendors going through. Uh, And as well, to ensure the security of the galaxy, the 501st was in attendance. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And and they provided one of the one of my favorite moments from the thing. Uh, as you can see in the middle here, there's a little fellow who had Darth Maul mask. Darth Maul mask. Yeah, I love it. Bible first was just walking through, and they both paused. And he looked up, and <laughs> the stormtrooper looks down. They just kind of lock eyes. They for lock a eyes. And then they do a little handshake, do the photo, and it was just adorable. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, the event itself, Global News was out covering it. Oh, cool. And I may or may not have been caught on camera a couple times. Now, wait a minute. Oh, oh there he is. is. <laughs> you are. But, uh, yeah. That's awesome. And diving through the long boxes. Yeah. Padding out your collection. Trying to. How many of you can uh, I've got a few, oh, more than a few left to go, but they're all in the wrong direction. They're all oh. older, so they're all more expensive. Ah, uh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Key issues. Key yeah. Issues. Uh, yeah, that was on the weekend. I want to talk about the uh, the the state of Warner Brothers in DC as the uh, newer developments that came out this week. Uh, there was a there was a couple of different agencies reporting or outlets reporting that uh, James Gunn was hired to write his Superman movie long before the controversy with Henry Cavill, and he's just kept it under wraps. Apparently, hmm. yeah, before he was handed the job of co CEO. <clears throat> so, I mean, we talked before about the state of, of DC as a studio uh, and how crazy things were under Walter Hamada. And it just seems like there was even more going on that we did Didn't not know, know about. about. Yeah. Well, mm, if yeah, he yeah. is writing that movie though, you can expect the soundtrack to just be banging. I know, Of course it will. Cause he'll have that picked out first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, um, boy, I know that guy knows how to do a soundtrack. Yeah. He does. <laughs> yeah. He does. Uh, sticking with DC for a second. Uh, leave it to toys to spoil your movie. They've done it again. Aww. It wasn't Lego this time. Uh, McFarlane Toys uh, showing off some of their figures for the uh, upcoming uh, Flash multiverse line. Uh, we get a big tease. Looks like uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, and it's Wonder Gal Gadot. Oh. Yeah, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman uh, uh, figure leak this week. So That's uh, awesome. Hopefully that doesn't ruin say. it for anybody, but... Uh, <laughs> following the flash tv show at all uh so uh, as i'd said before i kind of dropped it at about season whatever season uh um their daughter came back from the, the future oh she's been back so many times the first time so after that when like cisco and everybody said i'm leaving when the actors started leaving when tom uh um my gosh tom i can't oh. think of his name um when reverse flash yeah thon left i'm like i'm out i'm out it just it stopped working for me fair enough but uh, this latest scene, uh, there were three latest season were three episodes in. And just last week, they revealed the big bad for this season. And I was a little bit shocked. Okay. They're going with Red Death. Red Death. No, okay. that character a little bit more is about that spinning character. out of the Dark Knight's metal. Where okay. Oh, the, 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 the various, metal? Yeah. The oh, various, really? The, bear, the various Batman. Yeah. So yeah like yeah. the Batman who laughs, the Batman from this. Right. Movie. This is supposed to be the Bruce Wayne that absorbs Barry Allen and the Speed Force. Oh. But they're doing okay. it Plot with twist. a CW twist. Plot twist. So, uh, Plot twist. <laughs> uh, spoilers, if you haven't seen last week's episode, um, Red Death in this iteration is Ryan Wilder. Hmm. The second Batwoman from CW. Right, right. Whose show got unceremoniously canceled. Yeah. Nice. So mm. they're, they're keeping it within the Bat family, but 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the twist. Wave two of the uh, Dungeons and Dragons cartoon figures went up for pre-order this week. Yeah, you got them. I ordered them. (laughs) (laughs) I can't not do it. I know the quality control on wave one was awful, but I have to have have no different than me. I I got my Alf figure this past. Oh, really? Uh, That's uh, thanks to Jeff at New Books. What? Uh, You got an Alf figure? I got an Alf Alf figure. Ah, that's amazing. And and Jeff was complaining that he only he had only ordered two, and he got. That it wasn't going to be as and he wished he'd ordered more. Yeah, because as soon as the two were gone, everybody's like, I need elf. I need elf. Of course. (laughs) But now they all gotta go back to customizing their Star Wars Black Series Ewoks into Elf. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh man. It seemed like it was kind of a thin week for you know scathing entertainment news. Yeah. There really wasn't a whole lot going on. Now closer to home, uh with our it's a double drop week for us. Triple, if you now include the Tuesday night's uh, random fandom, the Mandalorian makes its return tomorrow. Uh, oh, if, man. if you're on the West Coast, you're lucky enough you can watch it at midnight. But for those of us here on the East, 3 a.m., I'm not getting up at 3 a.m. to do a watch party, but I'll watch it tomorrow <laughs> and the next episode, the episode of 11 of The Bad Batch. New TV spot came out today for The Mandalorian. I saw that. It looked pretty good. Uh, I can't wait. I love uh, I love the Mandalorian so good. Huge, huge fans of it here. Um, there's been some discussion between uh, Rick Femi, uh, blah, 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 blah. Rick Femiwa and uh, Dave Filoni. People have been asking what is the fate, essentially asking what is the fate of of uh, the Cara Dune character. Uh, sounds mm. like sounds like they are not going to uh, uh, kill her off camera. That uh, Dave Filoni said it's a big galaxy. She'll be out there somewhere. I saw one interesting somewhere in the galaxy. I saw a fan theory that they're just going to get a new actress, put a Mandalorian helmet. Oh, I read that. And say (laughs) she took up the way of the Mandalorian, but her voice box was damaged. So now she's Snake Eyes. Yeah. (laughs) I I do have to say there is no canon death for Jar Jar, meaning he He could could end up up. in the Mandalorian one day. I'm just saying. So I'm not going to lie. I I actually, I don't mind Jar Jar Banks. I don't mind him. He grew I on just me. don't. Yeah, I mean, I want to see him embrace his full potential as a Sith Lord. I think the, I, the I think Jar Jar was actually, you know, a Sith Lord. I think he was, you know, I yeah, think he was Darth Sidious. Well, that's an opportunity to plug one of our old episodes, isn't there it? There you go. You can check out our uh, Fandom Infinities, where we actually took a stab at uh, what ifing uh, three different Star Wars stories of our own uh, design. Andy, you took a stab at uh, at the Darth Dar- uh, Darth Jar Jar. Yeah, it's pretty Darth good, actually. Jar Jar. Yeah, Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> uh, um, you had mentioned uh, Kalani that you had a Star Wars question. Oh yeah, you, you did. Oh, didn't you? Okay, I want to know what your what's your guys' take on the uh, the seven, eight, and nine. What? Oh, how do you how are you feeling about the seven, eight, and nine on you know the Disney version of the trilogy? Uh, so I. I've been a Star Wars fan uh, since 1980. Uh, I saw Star Wars for the first time on VHS uh-huh. in a top loader machine at a friend's house. And I've nice. been enamored with it ever since. So I remember, you know, what it was like after 1985 when Star Wars went away and there was nothing. And then the mm. prequels came along. And I, I was that guy that went to see The Phantom Menace six times in theaters yes. uh, just because I needed I needed to see it again. I didn't yep. care. I didn't care how good or bad it was. I was just excited to have new Star Wars, and mm. I'm not going to lie. Maybe it's because I'm I'm getting older now, 
uh, I'm closer to 50 than I am to 40. When the trailer for Rise of Skywalker came out, you know, when uh, Ray does the big, like, crazy flip over uh, Kylo Ren's yeah. ship, I was in tears. I was so moved by how beautiful uh, that trailer looked. Or the trailer for Seven when uh, Solo and Chewbacca walk yeah. in and they're like, Chewy, we're home. We're home. We're home. Yeah, oh, that yeah. Got me. the trailer. Oh, yeah. So good. Uh, I as a as a fan of stuff, and that's part of our show here is we are fans first. Even when it's it's kind of like pizza that. for me. Even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. I mean, no, not all Star Wars is great. Star Wars, the holiday special, which everybody <laughs> widely derides, still had some redeeming qualities. I, I have to. I watch the holiday special every year. Sure. Stephanie, my wife, like she just sits through it, like, oh, why, why are we watching this? And I'm like, because this is part tradition. of my tradition. It really is. <laughs> yeah. So as far uh, like to, to specifically dial in on the sequels on the Disney era of stuff. Uh, those three films, um, they the biggest problem. This is from my perspective: is they suffered from no from a lack of oversight. There was no roadmap yeah. from A to C, or or if right. there was a roadmap, it might have got diverted from in switching directors. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't think your road. I'm going to go my way. Yeah, right. it it really felt like uh, the producers and directors yeah. were all just playing tug of war with it, you know, and it just yeah. felt like it kind of fell like oh over here oh next movie whoa over here oh the next movie whoa over here you know so i, I just felt like it was disappointing to yeah like it had so much potential i'm like you got all the the cast is back and all this stuff wow how cool and it just was like ah oh, come on guys you couldn't get it together you know yeah so it was it was uh, you know it was pretty disappointing in a lot of ways for me um but again it's like but you got you got Chewie and Han back together. I mean, you can't yep. complain that much, you know. So it's it's a double edged sword for me. I I I see the good and I'm happy to see it together. Yeah. But then I'm like I'm like ah, why did you do that with the force? <laughs> I've always you know, and I side with Mark. I side with Mark Hamill when Mark Hamill said to Ryan Johnson like, hey, with script in hand, this is not the Luke Skywalker that I know. I'm with Mark I'm a, on that. Yeah, but I'm a professional and I'll do my job. I get that. No, it's not, which is why when Luke Skywalker came back in The Mandalorian, I cried like a blithering uh, baby. Like, oh, yes. <sighs> so good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, with yeah. you. You know, That's great. one of the things with this, like, and the sequels are now going through what I would say that the, the growing pains of what the prequels went through with all of the older uh, fans of the original trilogy. They, they, they didn't relate to it. They couldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Well, then Star Wars, the Clone Wars came along and with every season of the Clone Wars. It just got successively better and better and better. And then Rebels. Right. And, right. Between the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, which I've always said served to broaden and, and deepen and recontextualize the events of the prequels. I feel like the Disney Star Wars television projects are all working towards the same sort of they're going to smooth the edges for the, the sequels yeah. the same way that the animated stuff did for the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good way. Good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. More context, more, yeah. more in-depth, yeah. more stories. Yeah, from yeah. More, you didn't know you I'm needed. very, very excited about the Mandalorian though. I think they did a fantastic job with that. I feel like they just like, they, they knocked it out of the park. So I can't wait Ooh. for the next season. Yeah. And season four uh, hasn't even uh, been filmed yet. It's already written. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Yes. Good to know. Yeah. Um, um, John Favreau had said that earlier. 
people had been make the rounds earlier this week that yep, season four is already written. So nice. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just crossed the one hour mark. I don't know. Does anybody need to get going? Or are we all good? Or I'm good. All right. You got any more you want to you want to talk about? Well, I, I saw that Netflix movie Troll. I finished watching that. Oh, it, the uh, Norwegian uh, film. It's not bad. Hmm. It's uh, the English <laughs> dubbing on it. Not bad. <laughs> not bad. Uh, the English dubbing on it gives it a very much like a kaiju movie feel. Okay. And it it leans back and forth. Like in the beginning, we hate the troll. He's destroying that place. Sure, but sure. By the end, they kind of get a soft spot for him. Oh, wow. And it's like, oh, wow. So I kind of want to watch this now. <laughs> it's worth a watch for sure. Um, I right. fired I fired up uh, 2B TV. Oh boy, the other day, uh, and you nice. can get locked in there. Yep, there's so much. There's like, a lot. There's a lot of B schlock in there, which is just wild. Um, I found this movie that I didn't know existed, and the 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 thumbnail kind. Of, I'm like, that's Jim Carrey. Ooh, 1983, I think. Rubberface. Hmm. Copper Mountain. Copper Mountain. Has anybody Copper seen Mountain. Copper Mountain with Jim Carrey? I don't believe it. I've never even heard of Copper Mountain. I had never heard of it either. It turns out that Copper Mountain, and now this thing is filmed four by six, so it's clearly a made for television. <laughs> it is it is essentially a one hour, it's 59 minutes long. It is a one hour advertisement for the Copper Mountain Club Med Ski Resort that no longer exists. Star, yeah, stars Jim Carrey alongside Alan Thicke. Ooh. And it, it really has no plot as uh, Alan Thicke's character is essentially trying out for this ski team while his traveling companion, Jim Carrey's character, is just trying to, to like hit on women and is just striking out. What's, <laughs> interesting, what's interesting about this is that every time Jim Carrey tries to do to hit on one of the girls, he is doing classic Jim Carrey impressions. And that is interesting to see him at that age to do that before. That's awesome. Dropping. Yeah. And then it's interspersed with live musical performances by uh, Ronnie Hawkins oh, and uh, Rita Coolidge. <laughs> so it's just like, it's bizarre. It sounds, it sounds so random. It sounds Copper. just as random as the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> it's, yeah. 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 Except there's no, uh, there's no virtual uh, like quasi softcore porn element to it. <laughs> Oh, I saw no, that uh, week too, though. No, twenty minutes of Wookiees speaking with uh, no oh subtitles. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, none of that. That's great. That was the other terrible movie I saw this week. I, I shouldn't say terrible because it's it's bad enough that it's good. Yeah, but it's supposed to be a horror movie. It's called X. Okay, and <laughs> it is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, uh, okay. basically, a group of people go up to nowhere texas to try and make a porno movie at the beginning of the home video market okay in 1979 all right so they rent this bunkhouse off an old couple and they go in they do their thing and they're like you know do they know why sure, we rented sure. this place and they're like no it's easier to ask for forgiveness <laughs> than permission and the old fella he's like you know just don't bother my wife yeah well it go it's pretty much like a soft core porn really the first half yeah <laughs> Uh, it also stars uh, Jenna Ortega from Wednesday. Oh, okay. She's not naked in it though, so no, no. get your hopes up. Okay. Um, but uh, by the mid thing, an event happens that turns the guy who's filming he he wants to run. So that kicks off the horror section of it. Oh, there is one good right. jump scare, but then the rest you can telegraph. 
Okay. But the last kill, if you will. Sure. It is absolutely worth it to watch this movie for this one moment. All right. It is hilarious. Uh, right. Did you did you check out We Have a Ghost? I have not seen it yet, but I do want to watch it. I, I wanted to. So is it bad if I say that the best performance in the movie is David Harbour and he doesn't have a speaking part? I, I'd buy that. His one line. His one line and it's garbled. You can barely hear it because it's the his character just can't speak yeah uh his performance is actually really good the movie <laughs> it's okay it just doesn't know what it is it's part mm. uh you know there there's a trap there's some trappings of beetlejuice in there there's some a, a little bit of ghostbusters in there but somewhere in the middle it tries to be this like sci-fi action thing Anthony and then at the end, Anthony Mackie is in that Falcon. Yeah. And then by the end of it, it's this like heartfelt dramatic and it's like, wait a minute, like totally. (laughs) It's just, it's all over the place. So the first third is really, really good. The middle part is like, what's going on? Uh, Tignataro's in it. And she basically has no reason to be there (laughs) other than to facilitate the, the sci-fi part, which to me was like, what, what's going on here? And then the end, it just kind of like, oh, okay. okay. That's funny. Yeah, we have a ghost. You might want to, it's a good thing it's on Netflix. because mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. I just it's recently that. watched, again, it's a classic. I watch it uh, every now and then. Uh, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Kung Pao. It? Yes. So uh, I missed out on Kung Pao. Did you? It's I did, so yeah. Good. You got to watch it. It is so good. It's just the most ludicrous thing you'll ever see. It's just insane in the best way yeah um yeah they basically took an old you know foreign movie and recut it and did voiceovers and green screen stuff into it and made a completely new movie out of it and it's just like this insane (laughs) kung kung fu movie it's amazing okay now i gotta go find it and then um, yeah it's it's great you should follow his work because if i'm not mistaken the guy that did that also did uh, a spoof on star wars called thumb wars Oh, oh really? Thumb Wars. Yeah, thumb wars. I've seen Thumb okay. Wars. Yes, it is so funny. <laughs> I'm a big uh, fan of of Star Wars fan films. I mean, I I mean, well, this I, is like literally, it's thumbs. It's not. Yeah, everybody is a thumb. Is it as good as uh, Hardware Wars? I don't know. I don't think I've seen that oh, one. Hard, Hardware Wars is like the OG Star Wars fan film. Hmm. Yeah, they're really? like, oh yeah. I mean. Hmm. Check that out. I'm a, I'm a sucker for space balls. I mean, that's a classic. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great one. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Hardware Wars with uh, oh my god, Hardware. what's the name of the character? Oh, they got they've all got like crazy names, but they're totally like man. I want to say that they're memorable because I can't even remember what they are. It's been a while <laughs> since I've seen it, but it, literally, it is like the it is widely considered to be the first Star Wars fan film. Nice, probably came nice. out in '79. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, it's going back. Flying toasters and yeah. stuff, whipping around on a on a green screen. <laughs> a brave little toaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The prequel. That's exactly. Great. Well, man, I I don't know. I think we've kind of yeah, that's all, we've yeah. sort of run the the natural course of things for tonight's episode. Uh, I want to once again, Kalani. I want to say thank you for uh, wanting to uh, come and hang out with us for the last uh, hour and a bit. Um, yeah. super super excited for uh, sky hoshi anime girl it's uh premiering uh wow at uh, skyhoshi.com and then will be available uh later on uh, puremagicpictures.com links to both of those in the description of the live stream tonight yeah uh, anything else you want to uh, let the people know what you're working on before we go 
I mean, just uh, Sky Hoshi zapping your screen April 21st. I'm excited about it. I can't wait to uh, to premiere it, watch it with everybody. And it's it's a, a fun ramen-filled, uh, laser-filled fantasy. Uh, it's got some comedy. It's got heart. Uh, it's it's great. It's just a fun ride. So I, I can't wait for people to watch it. I'm really excited. So check it out. <laughs> and I I will be I will be uh, at the very least I will be renting it <laughs> I want to yes. see it so I'll get I'll yes. be getting tickets. Um, that's it. For, that's it for me, guys. Don't forget we're back again on Sunday. Now we're gonna go live twice on Sunday. Uh, you can catch us at uh, noon Eastern as we uh, review episode eleven of uh, Star Wars: The Bad Batch. That's Metamorphosis, and then uh, come back and see us again at six p.m. When we debut uh, season three of the Fandalorian with uh, what chapter nineteen, I think it is seventeen or nineteen, seventeen or nineteen, whatever the title is, I don't know what that is because I haven't looked it up yet. But <sighs> I have a lot of writing to do. Come tomorrow morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, until Sunday, guys. Uh, for Fandom Power, my name is Wes. I'm Andy, and uh, we'll see you in the next one, guys. Bye for now. See ya. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms.